Thanks for tuning in. This is Brock Edwards, of course, and Imperfect Action, the podcast where we're looking for ways to get unstuck and move forward, whether we're talking about in our businesses, our careers, or in our lives. And today's guest is Maria Kellis. And Maria takes a little bit of a, a different approach. Now, her focus is on helping smart, high achievers transform their lives and in the process also help transform the world. And she does this by bridging the worlds between business and spirituality. And it's kind of an interesting topic. Now, Maria herself has three degrees from MIT. She's an entrepreneur and had some life events happen along her journey where she had to look she had to find ways that went beyond what she already knew, what she had already learned in order to find her place and make her way in the world. And she's done that. And now she helps others and she brings some very practical advice. She has a, a four-step process that she uses on what would otherwise be kind of an esoteric subject. And so I really enjoyed talking with her and I think you'll like this episode as well. And I don't know if you've had a chance to catch the, the previous few episodes, had some great guests on. We had Dr. Max McEwen talking about his new book, The Innovator's Book, and really beyond just the book, some straightforward, practical approaches to creativity, to innovation. And he, he brands his book, Rules for Rebels, Mavericks, and Innovators, but really indicates that it applies to everyone who wants to bring more creativity to their lives or to their jobs. And then we had Michael Roderick. And Michael's approach is really, when everyone is getting the advice to be yourself, to be different, to stand out, after a little bit of time, everyone starts sounding the same in the way that they're standing out. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but he helps people get beyond that to be able to use their their real voice and to stand out in that just white noise of everyone else trying to sound stand out but blurring together. We also had Dr. Shrika Morale, and he talked about creating the life we experience that just it's through our thoughts and through our actions that really creates the, the world that, that we're living in. Uh, he is a very, very highly rated lecturer at some of the world's top business schools. He has what I, I think it's the highest rated program on Mind Valley. And anyway, brilliant, brilliant man. Fantastic conversation with him. I encourage you to go check these out if you haven't already. Yeah, but anyway, let's get in and start talking to Maria. Welcome to Imperfect Action. This is Brock Edwards, and today's guest is Maria Kellis. Uh, Maria, now you are not in the U.S. where I'm at. You're over in Bangkok. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, yeah, well, let's just take it from there. Thank you for having me, Brock. Um, I'm a business coach and consultant and uh, an inspirational speaker and author. And uh, my work is really about bridging the world between business and spirituality helping smart, high achievers transform their lives, but also the world around them. And that's really why I'm so passionate about what I do. So I'm very, very excited to be here and share this. All right, great. Well, so several places to go from there, but but let's start. So blending business and spirituality, what brought you to to that junction? I feel that part of it is my own life story. I started in in this high achieving world of business, of having to be always on, I was definitely an A player, always an overachiever amongst overachievers. And uh, I, I started with like really brilliant degrees. I, you know, as an overachiever, I went to MIT, but I got three degrees from there. And, uh, I started companies at the time I was like starting about a company every year or two. And, uh, I, I was like 
on, on, on until I crashed. And uh, I had to learn about the world of energy and spirituality because I myself end up in a wheelchair. And uh, having seen those, it's almost like, was a master of this world and then I became a master of energy and I am a master of energy in my own right. And somehow I feel that now this is my journey home um, where I bring this elixir energy, um, understanding how life flows, having this secret weapon of understanding what goes on behind the scenes so we can really transform our businesses and our projects. Well, with a background from, you said, three degrees from MIT, did that help or, or hinder, you know, kind of your journey as you began trying to, to master energy? I have to say that it, uh, it was uh, difficult because I was doubting everything. I, I had to prove everything. For me, nothing was acceptable until it was repeatable. And, uh, and so it, 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 let's just say it took me longer. I was like one of those students that have to learn everything in order to, to believe that they know the beginnings. Um, but, uh, I, I believe that, uh, ultimately it, it is a necessary journey for people who are very smart. I, I think that I, at least for me, I can say that, uh, because I was very smart, I, I was not satisfied with the easy answers. This is not because I just believe it and it's nice. I I needed to know why and uh, kept, um, but I believe that I'm not alone. I believe that there's a lot of smart people out there. And it, it's almost like that shouldn't disqualify smart people and efficient people and A players from using energy. It's not an either or. And uh, the fact that it was difficult for me it is only uh, well, a testament to how stubborn I can be, but also <laughs> um, it's a testament to how difficult it can be to bridge those two worlds. So when you talk about mastering energy, um, what, what does that mean? To me, it feels that there's two layers in this world superimposed on each other. So everything, <laughs> a rock, a plant, a human, an animal, even a project, they have a vibration. So it's almost, if, you, if we look around us and we see objects, they all have a color, right? So it's the same thing. It's the, their color, their, um, their hue is their vibration. And it's not exactly perceived the, the same way uh, we perceive color or sound, but, you know, we can perceive it with a little bit of training. And uh, once we... So, so the first step is first to see that world. And, you know, even if you don't see it or understand it or hear it or are a part of this world, at least acknowledge that this world exists, which, which I did early on. And for me, it was a lot of experiences that led me to really be unable to doubt that this was a figment of my imagination. I had to accept that it's real. Um, and then I started seeing, well, how can you change these hues? Like, um, it's almost like painting, or um, I, I sometimes call call it uh, untangling those lines. Uh, sometimes energy lines can be tangled up and they create like this little ball of twine <laughs> or, or this little mess. And, uh, and that means that life is not flowing smoothly. That's the transition in the real world. 
And for the longest time, I used to work with people um, to untangle this mess behind them. So then their ball of twine was just smooth and, uh, and flowing. And then after some years of doing that, I realized I'm like, huh, I wonder if we can just cut out the, <laughs> the little mess and uh, will that still work? And uh, I found that this mess, this energetic mess that sometimes we have um, around us and around our companies, around our projects, let's just call it bad blood energetically, um, that creates problems and complication. It's almost, it, it perpetuates the problems. We, we run in circles doing the exact same thing, running the exact same scenarios with maybe different people, but, but it ends up being the same. And then when we get rid of them, suddenly our life becomes better. And I was very interested in that part. I'm like, well, how can your life and your business become better? How can you get rid of that pain and suffering and, and those endless cycles of, of the same thing happening over and over again? Well, in so what is the sales pitch, if that's the right word, when, when you're working with entrepreneurs or business owners, how do you present what you do to them? How do you explain that this combination of energy or spirituality and business? Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you what I say. So I help people find peace, financial security and abundance and connection with their own power and potential. So they can be high achievers in this world and transform their reality and the world around them as well. So people who might be afraid or feel trapped in old patterns, I help them get out of their own way and release what is not work, not working for them. So I specialize in helping those who might struggle with energy blocks so that may mean past trauma, long-term diseases, addictions, depression, and find the motivation and the drive to manifest their highest potential. My, my coaching is intensive. I am very intense as a person and very much in depth. And it's also laser focused, so designed to help achieve those permanent breakthroughs in a very rapid time frame. So when, uh, when I work with people and, uh, or teams, I help develop a deeper connection to this reality, which is you know, humanity, but also to the business and to themselves, because this is everything in my belief comes from yourself. It's like a reflection of an inner truth. So that means that once they're able to connect to this powerful and authentic voice and their intuitive self, this creative force within them is empowering them to manifest their goals and, uh, and really reach their true potential, find their destiny, if you want to call it that. You, you know, I don't normally think of uh, spirituality and laser focus, you know, together in the same sentence there. Um, and not that they're mutually exclusive. I, I just don't normally think of them that way. So w when you bring that focus, well, what does your, your work with entrepreneurs typically look like? Like, is there a set process? Does it vary with everyone? How do you help them, you know, transform in all these different areas of their lives um, so that they're able to... And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, you know, have a fulfilling life and, and have that, you know, increase the business success as well. All right. So let me take the first question you ask is how, how do you combine spirituality with the doer? So there's two parts of the energy and 
I am just going to answer in a very theoretical way first, which is the yin and the yang. You may have seen this Chinese symbol of the yin and the yang, the, the energy that is the black inside the white and the white inside the black, right? This little circle that always moves. And, and we see this in uh, spiritual practices around the world, this idea of balance. So there's two ways of using the energy, if you want to call it that. One is the more hard and solid way where we're the doer and uh, we're acting to produce outcomes. And the other is the softer, more flexible and flowing way to use the energy, which is the being, the accepting, the law, the flow, the life. You might better understand these differences of the doer and the being. I, I often... Um, I, I'm just going to get you through the example of the river. I, I use this analogy because I think it's a very easy analogy to understand. So a river is made out of the riverbed and the water inside it. So both elements are part of the river. So the river consists of the water, but also what contains the water. So the doing energy is this more male or forceful in its characteristics, but it's similar to the rocks that contain and provide the structure. And the being energy is more the female, the softer, the gentler. And it's more elusive and flowing, it's characteristic, and similar to the actual water flow. So the, the river has both the water bed, the, the river bed, and the water in it. And uh, if there was no river bed, there would be no river, no direction. And if there was no water, well, it would be a dry river bed. So in order to have a flowing river, a raging river, if that's what you want, that means being in action, being you you want a direction so you determine that direction with the riverbed and then the intensity or the flow is really how much water flows in that river so the, those two combinations of the energy if you want to call it that are really what creates this uh this river of life if we want to call it that so when you want to is still using the water analogy. Well, you know, if you want to have water and you want to constrict it, like if, remember when you have a water hose and you want the water to become more intense, you just create a smaller outlet for the water and then suddenly it becomes, you know, it comes out with a lot more pressure. And uh, so as you become more laser focused, you're really increasing the intensity of what you do. So then what, what are some, some practical steps or actions that someone can take to, to start doing that? Absolutely. So let, let's say with what people need, right? So for example, people in business want to expand their business or increase their revenues and revenue streams, or um, they, they help to want to find new approaches to uh, creating teams and the team dynamics or, um, build better partnerships. So let's start with the example of um, expanding the business and increasing the revenue and revenue streams, right? Because that, that's a very practical, real-life example that everybody wants to know, well, how do I do it? This gets attracted to you. It, we are used to the pushing mentality where we work hard, we push hard in order for us to open a gate and things will come. It, it's almost like this idea that the world is limited, so the more we try, the more we um, uh, we will achieve. So it's almost like you get to, you're in front of a vending machine, you put a coin, you press the button, you get whatever you wanted to buy, 
right? And you, if you do it fast enough, then you will collect lots of things. And uh, and we keep playing this like silly game of like, well, this is me. I'm doing my best. I'm trying really hard. I push the button and then comes and and we try to find these pathways for for doing that exactly. When we think of um, energy, it's an infinity flow. So it's almost like it goes out and around and back in. So when we stop thinking that we need to work hard, which means that the energy that comes back is hard, and we start realizing that it's just a flow, then we can just literally say, well, what do I really want from life? So for example, I would like to increase my sales and at the same time have lots of fun. Well, what if this is the vibration, quote unquote, that you put out? I want to have lots of sales, play at the big leagues, really be good at what I do, and at the same time have fun. Well, it's almost as if you're putting a call out there that says, this is what I want from the universe, and this is what the universe will deliver back to you at that point. So it it first starts with an intention. The second thing that you want to do is clearing, which practically translates to let go of the things that are wasting your time. So if you find yourself wasting your time or something not working, well, guess what? Let go. (laughs) And then shift towards being in gratitude. So allow yourself to be in that flow and receive in gratitude. And whatever comes, the more grateful you are, it's almost if you're saying, I want more of what I'm grateful for. And then when you start receiving what you're grateful for, then as you receive it, start giving out, create the flow. It's almost as if you're creating this momentum where things will happen. And uh, I don't know if that made sense in a very practical way, and I can make it even more practical, but using those those steps really allows you to get into the flow of, uh, of increasing your business. So if you want more sales, you start by setting the intention, I want more sales in a fun way where I'm having fun, I'm enjoying my life. Then you say, well, the, t- the times I've been stuck in sales is when I feel really scared or when I feel that I need that sale in order to survive. So let go of those feelings that that sale is going to make or break my business. And then you feel grateful for the clients you have already, no matter what they are. And even if you have no clients, well, you know, the people you may have worked with. And if you have lots of clients, then instead of being frustrated with them for uh, for all their problems that they come with, just just feel grateful that they're choosing you. And then as, as your business increases more and more, then allow yourself to get that increase in business, but staying in the fun because that was your intention. Let's have fun. So what are the ways you can use to have fun? Because it's, it's not the, the more you have fun, the more you enjoy yourself, the more it continues. Is that making sense? Absolutely, and of course, everyone's a little bit different. But in these three steps, is there any one of them that particularly seems to trip people up the most? Remember how I spent years and years and years studying energy and figuring out um, what I was studying specifically. Um, I, I started with, well, miracles because I needed to get out of a wheelchair. So I needed to find a way to create miracles. And then I had a journey that was very difficult in my health where I had to have miracle after miracle after miracle. And that's when I realized the steps and the process. So they're not 
there are actually four steps. So the first one is the intention. The second one is the clearing. The third one is this love and gratitude. And the fourth one is the manifestation. So they kind of work as a dance, like, like a four-step dance. First, you choose what you want. Second, you let go of what you don't want. Third, you really are grateful for what you're getting. And four, once you're getting more, you give out more. Um, so I find that uh, people can get stuck in any one of those steps. I tend to repeat that cycle. It's almost like uh, rinse and repeat, right? Um, it's a it's a cycle. And uh, because nobody ever gets it right the first time. And uh, depending um, on your on people's upbringing, sort of history or culture, or even company's history or culture, um, they can be stuck in different spaces places i find that one of the most difficult parts is usually the second part which is the clearing of letting go so um sometimes it's hard it's hard to to let go of the things we're used to or the things that we believe worked it's uh it's hard to accept that there might be another better and easier way because we're so convinced we're right so when that happens i usually try to remind people what are the things that you actually don't like as opposed to I'm holding on because this feels safe. Well, it feels safe, but it's not safe. It's actually, it's almost like having a ball and chain and you're like, well, but I'm used to it. I want to keep it because it's always been there. And uh, I, I know it sounds silly when I use the example of the ball and chain, but but often People will be like, well, but that that's how we've always done it in business. This is the system we've built over our years and experience. We're not willing to, to change it. And sometimes I find that it's difficult to change the systems and processes simply because they have been put in place in a painstakingly way, especially in business. What, what I usually recommend is that we revisit them and find it's almost creating this lean enterprises, this idea that you find where... You can um, let go of the things that are bothering you. And, and that step sometimes is hides the inefficiencies. Um, it can also be difficult because people might be hiding there and they're like, well, but that's the only time I have fun. It's like, you know, when people think I'm in this meeting where I'm in the other meeting where I'm actually doing some personal things and I don't want to have this meeting that nobody wants to go to disappear um, because then suddenly they'll find out that I'm not even there. Um, I mean, that's an extreme example, but sometimes, sometimes, instead of making it, well, we have no personal life, you're always supposed to be on and here, kind of saying, hey, you know, we know you're human and it's acceptable, and, and allowing for, for some humanity to come into the business makes the business flow better overall, even if it's counterintuitive in the beginning. So I, I think like the most difficult step is that step of letting go of the old habits and practices because they were put there for a reason. And unless we know the reason, they might still need to be there. So it's really, it's not like, oh, everything's bad. Let's change everything. I think that it's more, well, let's see what actually works and what doesn't. So we can really find what what is efficient and what, you know, actually is there by accident. You had mentioned something in there that I find really interesting because, I mean, it's easy to get, get my head around the idea of you know, letting go of the stuff that's getting in your way. But you would also somewhere in there mention the idea of 
sometimes needing to let go of the things that were working, the things that had made you successful. Can you say more to that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, the topic of this podcast is imperfect action. And I do want to say that this is going to be an imperfect process. You will get it right, but not the first time. And And that's important to remember that sometimes, sometimes when we were building our companies or where the companies were built, if it's an older, more established company, it was maybe built before we even got there. They did this trial and error to get it right. It's not like they got it right the first time, right? And in a silly example, so, you know, in order to hire hire an employee, well, those are the steps we're going to go through. This is the qualities in the resume we're looking for. And uh, this has worked for us in the past. So we put out a call, we get resumes, and uh, and then we select from those candidates, right? I mean, th- that is a traditional way of hiring people. And and, and it works, obviously, right? Well, we, we, we are in a new world where people don't necessarily, I mean, you know, maybe very junior people are looking for jobs in a, in a way that, uh, you know, they're submitting their resume, but maybe they, you might find uh, people through connections or through other very creative channels. And when you allow the rigidity of this, you know, of the employee search uh, to be a little bit more relaxed, you might be panicking because you're like, well, but that worked for us in the past but maybe it will allow you to hire people that you've never really tapped into before. So maybe one of your requirements is that they have to have at least a four-year degree. And then you might find that people these days, you know, when they come out of high school, they might be programmers already, or they might have alternate education, or they might be, you know, just looking at something that is different than what you used to look is not necessarily a bad thing. Instead of thinking that you're letting go of something that has worked and is tried and proven and it's good is always say, well, huh, do I rely on this too much and why? And and evaluate, is it actually serving me? Do I always get the best candidates or do I find that I have a high rate of turnover, for example? And so if I have a high rate of turnover, what is not working in that process? So always asking the question is I think a really great way to continue that growth instead of being scared to ask those questions. Instead of saying, well, we've always hired people that way. So I guess that's the kind of people that are out there today. Say, hmm, we are not hiring the talent and retaining it the way we want to. So let's think of new ways to hire or different retention strategies. I, I don't know if that's too general, if that's specific enough, but the idea is like just just look and find those inefficiency simply because you're accepting that you may just want to ask questions when there were no questions before. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here, Maria, and and ask, you know, a lot of what what we've been talking about is more around um, the the, the business itself. You know, you use sales as an example or hiring, and, and that's actually a kind of nice transition there. So is there a way that, well, is there a way that we can use energy? Um, I mean, we've talked about kind of using it on ourselves, but when we think about kind of um, 
setting the attention or uh, attracting the things that we want, and, and I may be paraphrasing here, is there a way that we can apply that to people as well? So, so you know, if you're looking for different people and, and not wanting to follow a traditional process or, you know, networking in general, um, how, do, how does it work there? <laughs> well, I am... Um... <laughs> I would say that it's easier to use it on people than on things because we are such energy beings that we have a very high resonance and we pulsate very highly. And as humans, we recognize that that vibration, if you want to call it that. So it, it's actually easier to use all these principles on people. So if you think of expanding your network and creating new and lasting partnerships um, and and letting go of the drama, that used to be there and draining your business. So you're shifting the po- focus to creating this supportive and understanding network of people. You're focusing on attracting people who are invested in your success. So by doing what you're passionate about, by being authentically yourself is, you know, in, in my in my belief, the first step. So first you're really finding the truth. And you can think of it, um, I don't know if you know of the concept of a mandala, like this this really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, flowing energy. So um, the, the same way that there's cell towers around the world that connect a signal that gets transferred, and right now we're able to really communicate with, you know, I... I live across the world. I, I literally live between five countries and uh, I have clients in 15 countries right now. I mean, how do I connect with them? Well, I use technology and this technology allows for different points to be connected to each other. Well, we have done this using cell towers, using cell phones, using Wi-Fi, using internet, um, sometimes by cable. Like, I mean, th- there's many ways to connect, but there's it, it's almost... If you have a specific company in your cell phone, it knows how to connect to the network of that company, right? So I I don't know what company you have, and I don't particularly want to mention a brand, but uh, let's say you have one cell phone provider. When you connect to their signal, you're actually connecting to their vibration, their signature energetically, if you want to think about it, that allows you to find them. So wherever you are, they may have partnerships, quote unquote, and they may, so that's what we call roaming, but, but really you're using their vibration. So you're, you're using their brand, you're using their function. Well, in the same way, if we want to attract people that are a certain way, um, that's what are called heart-centered networking. So you find your vibration, so your brand or your, um, your, you know, your frequency, if you want to call it that, and then instead of looking for just about anyone, you're looking for people who can plug into that frequency because then you have a channel of communication, then you have this ability to mastermind with them. You're celebrating this collaboration. You're attracting the people that can listen to you. And that happens in a very non-audible way, obviously, uh, but it can happen in a very distinctive way through your intention. So the... If, if you want to create this network through love and understanding, you open your business to these new opportunities by calling them in, knowing that your truth will actually attract these ideas, this partnership, these opportunities that are available to you because of who you are. So it's not 
what you do is who you are that attracts them. And the closer you are to this network, the closer you are to this reality of who you are, then the more you can attract what you want around you or in your business or in your life. One thing that I do also want to mention, and uh, there is a state of peace that we can attain. I, I always call it being at the eye of the hurricane. So finding and operating from your genius is similar to standing in the eye of the storm. So things may be raging around you, wind is going to a high speed, but when you're in the center, you have this control, you have this ability to be who you were and to find this place of peace outside the chaos of the drama or the carnage around you. So you remain calm and balanced in control, firmly in control in your center, aligned with your purpose and a state of holding this high vibration. And you can run at speeds unattainable before while maintaining your peace and balance in the world. So I, I believe this state of peace and harmony is very desirable because it allows you to move fast while feeling not stressed, while knowing that everything is aligned, that everything you can trust, that you're standing in your own truth and power with a clear and defined purpose. And so you can run fast while inside feeling happy, joyful, and peaceful. And I believe that's the desirable state for any one of us to attain and operate from. Well, it's certainly a, a much different state than I think most people tend to operate in, especially if you're talking about, you know, high-performing type A personalities. <laughs> yes, yes. But that's because we live with the illusion that we have to go on stress. I I remember, remember, I'm the poster child for this scenario. I used to be an adrenaline junkie. If it was not stressful, I could not even feel it. It took me a while like that. That was the most difficult part for me was to realize how simple energy is, how it, it's very subtle and it's very simple. And to someone who's used to stress, 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 run, 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 it might seem like nothing's happening. And it's not because nothing's happening, but it's because it's so much gentler that it doesn't quite make sense until until you allow yourself to, to see it making sense, until you allow the possibility that there might be something you're missing. So you may not have every, all the answers and allow for something different to be part of your life and, and, and your reality. Well, we've covered a lot of ground here today, Maria. Any one of these could be uh, much, much longer, much, much bigger topics. It, before we wrap up today, is there anything that I haven't asked you that would be important for listeners to know? I will say that the most important part to remember is that we are human. So that means that we have darkness and light inside of us. And we have amazing things and amazing qualities. And we also have darkness, if you want to call it that. And that is great. That is perfect. I find people, one of their biggest thing is self-criticism, self-doubt, um, sitting there feeling not good enough, feeling that they have to be someone else in order to succeed. And I believe that we really are successful when we do ourselves. I, I know it's been said many times, but just be yourself. Everyone else is taken, right? So... 
I think that that is the most important message. If I had to give one message, is that you are perfect just the way you are today. You have everything you need to succeed and to do the amazing work that you came here to do. So start by loving and acknowledging yourself for what you have instead of always looking for something you don't have. And then, yeah, sure, keep working. But start with knowing that you have something that is unique, that is amazing, that is truly remarkable, and that is making you be you. And, and that is enough. And that is a great place to start from. And we had a little bit of a technical difficulty at the end and lost my last two questions for Maria, which was simply, where can we find you? Where can we contact you? So if you're interested in her mix of energy and spirituality and business and want to find out more, you can re reach her at mariakellis.com. It's just M-A-R-I-A-K-E-L-L-I-S. Com, and you can find out more about her there and other places to contact her, like on Instagram and those sorts of things. But anyway, uh, great having Maria on the show. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And of course, as always, if you did, uh, please share with someone. Uh, re reach out, send it to someone that you know that you think might benefit from it. Thanks much and have a great day.